thank God it's Friday already. It's 5.34. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Hey, listen. Remember yesterday when I said it's going to be a really nice day? It will be. Right now, it's not so much. It's rainy. It's miserable. But it is going to become sunny this afternoon with a high of 69. Tonight, clear, low of 41. Tomorrow looks pretty good. Sunny, also 69. It's 57 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today. It is a Friday. Perfect day for Open Line Friday. That's coming up later on this morning. Also, today is the day we're going to let you know what the total was for the Dave Miner Marathon match, the Mayflower Marathon match. It's pretty good. We'll let you know what the total is on that and what we're taking with us to the Mayflower Marathon to kick things off. Thanks to everybody that donated. Pretty impressive number, if I do say so myself. So there's that and a lot of other stuff. Steve is on the way. It's 535 on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game, every play, only on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553. And the James Gang with Joe Walsh with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, rainy today with a high of 67. Tomorrow sunny with a high of 68. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And if you have storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, here's something I'm finally uh, kind of excited about uh, during Hollywood Trash. Usually excited? I care, usually I could care less about uh, what goes on in that, that little Tinseltown over there, but one of the funniest comedy franchises of all time is getting a reboot. A new Naked Gun movie is in the works, starring Liam Neeson. Really? Yeah, it's an interesting choice because his name is so close to Leslie Nielsen, and just like uh, Leslie Nielsen or Neeson goes into having uh, been known primarily for serious roles. Technically, Leslie Nielsen's big break in comedy was Airplane back in 1980, which led to the short-lived TV series Police Squad, which then spun off to The Naked Gun. Naked Gun. The, there were three Naked Gun movies, 1988, 1991, and 1994. I really only liked the first one. The other... Second one was okay. Yeah. But the first one was great. Uh, Nielsen continued working mostly in spoof-style comedies until his death in 2010. That was kind of like the the end of his career once he did the spoof comedy uh, Naked Gun. Like, it was never going to be hired for a serious act. <laughs> I don't know what... This, this is weird that you bring this up. I, I, yesterday on the TikToks, mm-hmm. there was a video that popped up with Leslie Nielsen on, uh, on the David Letterman show. Yeah. <laughs> and he used to love uh, farting during... Interviews. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a fake fart machine or what it was, but yeah. during the entire interview, he's blowing gas all over the place. Oh, God. And, you know, David's trying to ignore it, but, I mean, how do you ignore it? I mean, the guy's just, you know, lighting them up left and right. But he's doing it to get somebody to, to get, get the, the laugh. In- intention. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it was hilarious, because, you know, farts are funny. Sometimes. In, hey. that, in that context, in uh-huh. a televised interview with Leslie Nielsen and... and David Letterman, it was funny. I'll have to watch it. But I can see uh, Liam Neeson playing that part. He's going to play the grandson of Frank Drebin. <laughs> it's now official. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He'll play the son of Leslie Nielsen's character. Gotcha. That makes more sense. Uh, so there you go. I'm excited about that because that was one of my favorite uh, favorite comedies. It's a good one. Can't beat Leslie Nielsen. No, you can't. 
A horror movie called Terrifier 2 is reportedly so extreme that it's making people throw up and pass out. Can we go? <laughs> it's the third film. Road trip. It's the third film to feature a killer named Art the Clown. It already sounds good. You're afraid of clowns still, aren't you? No. Little. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one person posted a picture of their friend being treated by paramedics and said, quote, My friend passed out and the theater called an ambulance. Highly recommended. Another said, The guy behind me passed out. Uh, cold and crashed into my chair. Another guy left because he didn't feel good. I overheard him say, and walking out the theater door, I heard a guy puking hard and loud in the bathroom. Uh, it could be all hype, but if you're looking for something extreme, it might be worth a shot. Listen, if there's a movie that can make you puke, that's a damn good movie. I believe that was called Kate and Leopold. <laughs> that did it to or, you too, huh? Or anything with Paul Reiser. <laughs> Uh, Melissa McCarthy initiated the sex talk with her daughter while they were picking up dog poo in the backyard. She said, quote, at least I was just like, eh, let me just be awkward and get through this. What better place to do it than being in an awkward situation where you're picking up dog poo? There really is no optimal time to have that discussion. Kind of just hits you in the face anyway when uh, you know when the question pops up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I wasn't prepared for this. (laughs) You can never be too prepared for it. Rob Schneider says Bill Murray hated the cast of SNL when he came back to host. No, Rob. He just hated you. According to Rob Schneider, he also hated Chris Farley also. And Adam Sandler. Yeah. He claims uh, Bill hated him the least. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, all right. All right. That's Fine. just you trying to make sure that uh, people remember who they're talking yeah. to. And you're the most popular member of that entire group. Please. But wasn't he just recently talking crazy stuff? Wasn't he... Uh, Going into some of the conspiracy things or something. Yeah, like I think that. I think he was. Yeah, that's too bad. He was such a great actor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Drake and The Weeknd are continuing their beef with the Grammys. Drake declined to submit his own album, Honestly Nevermind, or any of its signal- singles for consideration. The Weeknd did the same for his album, Dawn FM. I think Bruno Mars did the same thing too. Really? Yeah, I think he said, "No, nah, nah, never mind. I don't want it that bad." Because they already have them. See, that's different when you don't have one and you want one. True. If you already have Grammys, it's easy to say, oh, I'm not participating in this anymore. Well, you know, as uh, as humble as I was to become a member of the broad- Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame, I don't, I don't think I'd want to be inducted twice. But you don't have a beef with them. You don't know that. Well, I'm just saying... <laughs> anyway, Lizzo. <laughs> I got a little bit of a beef with the lunch they served. <laughs> yes, that that actually there was no beef with that. It was just would have preferred beef. It was a chicken breast with a, a sauce melted on top of it. That chicken suffered its second death on that plate. Uh huh. Lizzo explained in a new Vanity Fair article why she played the crystal flute that once belonged to fourth president and slave owner James Madison. She said, "Quote: When people look back at the crystal flute, they're going to see me playing it." They're going to see that it was owned by James Madison, but they're going to see how far we've come for someone like me to be playing it in the nation's capital, and I think that's a cool thing. I don't want to leave history in the hands of people who uphold oppression and racism. My job as someone who has a platform is to reshape history. She'd play it, and then she twerks with it, and then everybody got upset that she was defiling a, a piece of history. 
She does know that if you hadn't identified this as James Madison's crystal flute, no one would know. Yeah, but um, why wouldn't you tell anybody? I mean, that's a that's a conversation piece. You don't just have James Madison's flute sitting on your coffee table, and when people come over, you'll be like, what's that? Oh, that's my kid's recorder from, from middle school. <laughs> Made of crystal? <laughs> well, it's not real crystal. It's uh, that fake glass stuff. And uh, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson one time had sex in front of a fireplace in honor of Kim's grandmother. No kidding. Because Kim's grandmother said, if you're in front of a fireplace, you might as well have sex in front of it. <laughs> Kim must have had something to say. She goes, oh my God, the last time I had this much fun in front of a fireplace was when Ray J parted the Red Sea and got Ronald McDonald face in that <sighs> sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Yikes. Kaylin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, had the Red Army headed south. <laughs> little Red River shootout, if you know what I'm saying. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I had a beat ball sub with extra sauce. I don't know what any of that means. Probably for the best. And Kanye? I like beat balls, but I'm not allowed to tell anybody <laughs> I can't because they <laughs> took me off the Twitters. You say one thing, and they take you off of that thing. What's up with that? What happened to freedom of speech? <laughs> You've made me snort twice. That's not right. I'll see you in court. <laughs> Such an injustice, and that's your Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. I am. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a Hall of Fame broadcaster, I must tell you that even with my vast years of recognized experience and professionalism, occasionally there are things that blast out of my mouth that I am unable to take back. Sure, I represent the very highest caliber and excellence in my chosen field, but even I, a lauded and respected radio institution, can say something impossibly stupid. In fact, it happens more than I care to admit. But when it happens, I can only apologize so much. This is the lesson being learned this week by Football Hall of Famer Troy Aikman as he tries to gently walk back his offensive statements regarding the NFL's roughing the passer rules. On Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman was asked about the controversy regarding NFL officials suddenly relabeling roughing the passer penalties from what would normally be seen as an acceptable quarterback sack. His answer was, quote, My hope is that the competition committee looks at this in their next set of meetings and, you know, we just take the dresses off. Now, for some people, that would just be another idiotic thing said by an NFL broadcaster. But for other folks, it was a boldly offensive and misogynistic statement that rectally dismisses certain gender groups and the way that they self-identify. And I, for one, cannot condone such statements regardless of whether or not I agree or disagree with a statement about the roughing the passer. Yesterday, Troy Aikman apologized for making that statement by admitting that, yes, it wasn't indeed a dumb thing to say. Dumb? Oh, brother, you don't know the half of it. Sure, your opinion regarding the legitimacy of these sort of defensive penalties is perfectly valid, but the moment that you choose to 
use certain language to hurt the feelings of officials and insult the NFL by using disparaging language. Well, that's what separates Troy Aikman from a card-carrying inductee into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame. If I'm going to use my position to promote my political agenda of hate speech and insensitivity about the NFL rule changes, then I better be prepared for the consequences. But hey, it's a my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Keith is a man of steel. Keith of the East Longmeadow Rockies, a steel train expert. Steel chainsaws or any steel power equipment, Keith knows what he's talking about. Good people, steel people, like Keith and East Longmeadow and Rock Solid Service that you're going to find at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rain showers early this morning and then uh, tapering off to some cloudy skies with a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 68. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Real quick, before you get into uh, what you're going to get into, next hour, we're going to tell you the results of the Dave Miner Mayflower Marathon match. Uh, really cool results, and we'll tell you more details about that just after 7 o'clock. Just got a, a text from Barry Krieger. Uh, him and I were texting back and forth all day yesterday yeah. about, you know, everyday life, mundane things. And then uh, then he texted me this morning, oh, my God, all that conversation. I never once said happy birthday. Hope it was a fine day. Back to sleep now. And I said, it's like a wedding. You have like a year. You're good. <laughs> right? Does he have like a year to get, yeah. uh, tell somebody happy birthday? I think it's a year for a wedding gift, but yeah, you know, your birthday should be on the day. But you yeah, know, it's Barry. Yeah, you automatically give him a pass. Yeah. Well, let me tell you uh, about what a crazy birthday I had yesterday. Okay, I didn't. It wasn't crazy <laughs> at all. Well, you 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 uh, you bypassed opportunity and, and and just had it be a normal day. Well, I uh, you know I I went out. I had to go uh, grocery shopping. I did some of that. Right. Uh, you know, and I uh, my kids wanted to make me a cake, so I got them all the stuff to make me a cake, which wound up being very interesting. The way they made that. Cake. That's a very nice way of putting it. Well, I mean, the cake was good either way. It wasn't. It was a good cake. They did it right. It was just. I, they put it in a 9 by 13 pan. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, well, uh, I want to stack this. So they cut it in fourths and then stacked it, layered it on top of each other, <laughs> and it just looked like a big ball of cake. But it was perfect. That's perfect. That's all. It didn't really matter. You know why? Because the cake still tasted good. Aren't the uh, the most meaningful cakes the ones that somebody else makes for you? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. my feeling. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, good. I don't have to make my own cake. And my kids are pretty, you know, uh, privy to how to follow directions and well, recipes and stuff. Perfect. So uh, it worked out fine. I just made, I was like the supervisor making sure you turn that oven off. You know, like you know, like, like a dad would walking around the house. Right. Uh, but <laughs> but I uh, I got I got myself a nice ribeye. I was going for a porterhouse, but the uh, the butcher was out. So nothing had, wrong with a ribeye. No, nothing wrong with a ribeye. But I like the porterhouse because it's like a little bit of fillet, but a, like a little bit of ribeye. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I go. You know, kind of in between. Uh, but I did it on the smoker, which I followed this recipe where you put the smoker on like 180 degrees. Nice and low. Nice and low. Yep. And you put the steak right on the grill for a half an hour. Okay. And then you take the steak off. You increase the heat to about 400 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and then you and then you cook it for like it's like fifteen minutes. I I kind of like it more on a little more on the rare side. You probably sure. could go a little longer. So you probably went like tw- you probably went like 12, 13 minutes. <laughs> 12, 13 minutes. Yeah, and uh, perfection. 
I really? put a little bit of the olive oil and a, just a little bit of that uh, Kinder's buttery steakhouse oh, seasoning. Yeah, in. that's good stuff. And it, there's something about that smoke flavor. It's I'm addicted to the smoker thing. Yeah. I never thought I would be this into it, but oh, I, it's, it's, got like, a, it's got a hold on you. Like everything I want to cook now involves a smoker. Oh, uh, what do you got? Mac and cheese? Let's smoke that. Uh, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> your pickles? We'll put them on the grill. Now, we'll smoke it, those too. Is it uh, much smokier than if you just fired up the grill and put it atop, you know, as high as you can get it and just sear it that way? Yeah, it gives you a little extra extra smoke flavor gotcha. to it because it's got this uh, smoke feature on it. Yeah. It says smoke, and then you turn it, and then the thing goes, you know, and oh, the smoke yeah. comes through it, and they're like sweating that meat. Mm, <laughs> it does so sound good. good. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm like really addicted to this, this smoker thing. See, now you see, here you are saying that you did nothing in your birthday, but what yeah. I hear is cake and steak. That's yeah. what I hear, and to me, that's about as good as it's ever going to get for a guy on his birthday. I also cut brush away from my yard and cleaned up some leaves. Yeah, see, that's your own damn fault. That's well, the day. Not, your birthday's the day not to do that. Yeah, but it's it's got to be done because otherwise okay. it was going to rain. It didn't rain until late yesterday afternoon, so I had to get some of that stuff done when I got home. It couldn't, it be just, done, couldn't it be done today when the rain ends? It, well, well, I guess it could, but I got other things going on. Well, and my life it, is busy, back. Listen, I'm you a take busy a period heat. of time when you got nothing going on, mm-hmm. you got nothing busy, and you do it then. It's yeah. called procrastination, and it's actually a very effective way of operating your life. And then uh, by 8 o'clock last night, I was so tuckered out mm. that uh, I decided, you know what, uh, I'm just going to relax a little bit, then go to bed, and then, uh, and then here I am. Well, yeah, yeah. And I told you it wasn't exciting at all. You know what? Uh, I, uh, I I I bristle at that statement yeah. because again, cake, steak. If you told me like, uh, hey, tonight let's go out for cake and steak, cake and steak, cake and steak. I'm thinking, hey, you know what? I'm looking forward to that. That sounds like a very exciting night. Yeah, I like cake. I like steak. If I could have both in, in one, and it's promised to me on a certain day, I'm going to look forward to that. So to sit back and say nothing happened, it was every uh, a boring day. Oh no, my friend, you set things up right. By the way, I did use the uh, the temperature gauge uh, thermometer, meat thermometer that uh, my buddy the Hawkman gave me. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a nice uh, little pre-birthday present that he look, gave me in the look, mail. I'll tell you something, an yeah. instant read meat thermometer. Yeah. By the way, did you see Perfect. the did you see the Hawkman? Uh, he's he's heading up that rail trail out in where? Yeah. And uh, he went to to Walmart and he carried all the groceries home on his wheelchair. That's amazing. Yeah, he's uh, he's something, all right. What? <laughs> hey, I mean that's a that's pretty that's a pretty good feat. You, you go from your house all yeah. the way down to Walmart. You get all the groceries. I don't know who put them in the bags for him, but he he got back home. Wow, and success. Good for him. See? Yeah. I'll tell you what, he's very industrious. And if kid. he didn't have that rail trail, he wouldn't have never have made it. You're absolutely right about that. But uh, but but the real cool thing is uh, here, the, the one cool thing about my birthday uh, was this Facebook fundraiser thing that I was doing for my birthday. Yeah. Because every year I... Be, I I used to do this party uh, in memory of my late wife, but I, 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 I stopped doing it when the pandemic hit. And then, uh, and then I realized, well, hey, if I can just go online and uh, raise close to what I was raising anyway, uh, we'll do that. So I've been doing that for the last couple of years. $2,185 so far. That's awesome. And I just put that up on, uh, on Sunday. And last year we got uh, 
$4,000, and I had put that up two weeks ago. So, so you in, still got like another so in two four weeks. And, so in four and a half days, you've already raised that? Yeah, yeah, people. I said, listen, I said, I love all these birthday wishes, you know, because you know how it is uh, with two incredible celebrities such as ourselves. Right. When our birthday comes around on Facebook. Facebook is taken over. Like you can't, uh, you can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, like whenever I want to post a story or have hilarious comments, mm-hmm. I got to wait a whole day. And while I appreciate the happy birthday or the HBD, as people give right back to me, because that's what I write on their page. Right. Uh, I said, hey, you know, it's way better than that. Five bucks to Rick's place. Come on, you can do it. So if you uh, you want to wish me a happy birthday, don't do that. Go on Facebook. And uh, click on my donation page, and you can make a $5 donation to Rick's Place and up that money. Very cool. And, and, and. There's more? No, there's no more. Oh, okay. No, I was trying to sell the sizzle. But if you can't do that uh, on the Facebook, if you don't have Facebook, you can go right to ricksplace.org, and you can uh, donate right there online. See, In see? your name. In your name or whoever, right. anybody's name, anybody's name you want to, you can just do that. That's good. Yeah, good five, for you. Five bucks, That's, right? And listen, who doesn't have five bucks? Tw- uh, Fifty-two people, twenty-one hundred dollars. That's pretty damn good. Not bad. No. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. A very happy birthday indeed. I'm glad you had. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you had a good day. I cake, had a, steak, and making money. That's I had all right. a mediocre day. It was just all right. <laughs> It's 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hello, friends. That will feel like home. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. You know, I uh, I was talking to you a little bit about uh, Barry Krieger. Right. Uh, and, you know, the conversations that him and I have back and forth. Now, he didn't remember it was my birthday yesterday, but that's okay because I don't remember anybody's birthday unless it's on Facebook anyway. And that's when he just realized <laughs> it was my birthday and then wished me the happy birthday. But we had this... Kind of uh, conversation uh, back and forth, and he, uh, this is what Barry does. He sends me pictures of things that are on sale at your local grocery store. <laughs> this is why he is such a regional hero. Yeah, he's sending me all the things at Big Y. He's like, check this out at the Large Y. Uh, we have, he calls it the Large <laughs> Y, too. He's like, hey, we got to, and his corned beef's on sale for $5.99 a pound. Right. We got chicken for $3.99 a pound. And then, uh, you know, the, then he tells me about, you know, loading the deal onto the card. And I see, and I, you know, in a bit of criticism uh, towards Big Y, but not in a, in a horrible way. But right. it's kind of, it, sometimes it's kind of hard to load those deals onto your card before you go shopping. And it's kind of like, I don't have the time to sit there and go load all the deals. Why can't you just give me the deal when I purchase the item? Yeah. You know, you scan it out. Whatever. I'm not, I don't run the show over there. So I, I'm not. So then, as I complain about that, he goes, Whoa, calm down, grasshopper. And I was like, Calm down. I'm like, You're the guy that gets uh, all the, you know, all bent out of shape whenever you see Western Mass News saying we won the crappy news station award and you get all upset going, No, that was our crappy news station award. I can't believe they're saying that. <laughs> And he said, "I did have a point when I did when I said that that he, that he did." But the, but this is the kind of conversations that you have with with oh, Barry. Yeah. Barry, listen. But at least I know that chicken is only three ninety nine a pound at at, uh, at Big Y. Listen, he's doing you a favor. Yeah. Right, letting you know how to get the cheap meat and food. Oh, believe me, he's a good friend. He's you know what he's doing? He's getting the ingredients to make me kale soup. Well, not me, but just just me. kale soup. But kale soup, which I benefit from. 
Because I usually pick up a, a few bowls here and there. He gave me some kale soup once. Did he? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it's delicious. He makes, he makes good kale soup. One time I went over and had the Barry Krieger smorgasbord, which was uh, egg salad egg sandwiches. salad sandwiches to, on those toasted onion rolls from Stop and Shop. You know, right. those ones with the filled onions in them. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, and the kale soup. With with some beans and rice. See, yeah, doesn't that sound it was perfect? Delicious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it only a way, and only Barry Krieger is the only former news guy in the area that can do that. Right. right. Yeah, Dave Madsen ain't making anybody soup. Where's Where's Dave Madsen's recipe for egg salad? Oh, uh, Dave would be like, oh, you got to go to Frigo's for that. See, yeah. exactly. He'd tell, you, he'd tell you the best place to go, but he wouldn't. Tell, he wouldn't make it for you. <laughs> it's six twenty eight. News is next to Rock one hundred two. Who is six thirty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock One O Two? It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Three officers were shot in Bristol, Connecticut, Wednesday night. Two are dead, and another is recovering. At around ten thirty p.m. on Wednesday, Bristol police received a nine one one call of a possible domestic violence incident between two siblings at a home located on Redstone Hill Road in Bristol. Upon arrival. Bristol police officers located a suspect outside the house and shots were fired. Three officers were hit by gunfire. According to a news release from Connecticut State Police, preliminary information appears to point to the 911 call being a deliberate act to lure law enforcement to the scene. Uh, Words cannot express the sadness and grief, said Bristol Police Chief Brian Gould. Sadly, we lost two exceptional officers and a third was seriously injured as a result of senseless violence. Bristol Police Chief Brian Gould said the slain officers were 35-year-old Sergeant Dustin DeMonte and 34-year-old uh, Alex Hamsey. Gould said 26-year-old Alex Eroto when, uh, underwent surgery and was re- released from the hospital yesterday afternoon. The Connecticut State Police said the suspect, 35-year-old Nicholas Brucher, was shot and killed, and the suspect's brother, 32-year-old Nathan Brucher, was also shot and taken to St. Francis Hospital. But uh, no other details mm. of, of what happened in that incident. But what Terrible. Else? Uh, yeah, uh, and you know, with all of that um, domestic dispute calls, the risks of uh, Springfield police officers are even higher when they respond to calls of domestic violence. Something the department uh, says they all know too well. Twenty Two News and Channel Forty did both talk to uh, Superintendent Claprood. I always forget that about the the danger of those calls. Three uh, the three officers that were shot. Uh, Claproot had this today. That's the high intensity of a domestic situation. So we're dealing with emotions. We're dealing with unpredictable behavior. We're going into a situation where we don't necessarily know if there are any weapons in the home or what the game plan is. It is a pretty, uh, you know, you, just because there's a dispute going on between two people doesn't mean that somebody else coming into that thing to maybe mediate that argument is uh, not going to be the target well, I mean, of you, the anger. you think about it, you're walking into a situation, you don't really know what's, you don't really know, first of all, what started it, you know, how uh, often these kinds of things happen or the emotions that people are feeling at that moment you show up at the door right. to respond to a call. I mean, it, it's the same kind of danger as a traffic stop. I mean, you know, there, those are dangerous moments for, mm-hmm. for police officers. It's, uh, you know, it, it, and we talked to Cheryl Claprood, uh, you know, last week. We talked about, you know, recruiting new officers. You know, you see stories like this. You just go, man, I don't know. You know, on one hand, you know, being a cop would be great. But on the other hand, it scares the living bejesus out of me to be a cop. 
Well, you play, plus you also got a whole generation full of kids playing video games, uh, thinking that they're cops only right. in the video game. But if you want to, you know, come out and do real world world work, yeah, that's the tough part. Oh, you good at Call of Duty? How about an actual Call of Duty? Ooh, did you see what I did there? Yeah, except you're not wearing head headphones and talking to people from other <laughs> other parts of the country about your next move against these zombies, and then sending a swatting call to somebody's house, right? Uh, more than 27,000 bags of suspected heroin and fentanyl, as well as two firearms, were seized uh, yesterday morning at a home on Miller Street in Springfield. According to uh, state police spokesperson David Procopio, at around 6 a.m., state and Springfield police executed a search warrant at 66 Miller Street after a months-long investigation into drug trafficking throughout Hamden County. State police arrested 22-year-old Israel Silva Guzman, who was uh, found inside of the home at the time of the uh, search warrant. And, of course, he's being charged with all kinds of different things. Members of the Mass State Police, the Sinret West Narcotics Enforcement Task Force, State Police Gang Unit, and uh, everybody was involved. Mm. Successful uh, warrant execution. Well, yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at that house right now. I'm looking at the uh, the street view. It doesn't look like you know. This looks like a nice, normal little neighborhood. Well, the uh, the DA's office has been doing uh, quite a bit of work lately with uh, picking up you know drug trafficking stuff. Yep. This is like the fourth story in the last week. I think it was all part of the same investigation. But they're getting the individual stories yeah. out of that whole thing. Officials say a cyber attack caused Bradley Airport's website to go down this week. Connecticut Airport Authority says the website was uh, shut was down due to a distributed denial of service, a DDoS, if you will. The CAA says they cannot say why Bradley was targeted who or, or who initiated the attack, but the only impact was on its website. How many times have you actually gone to the Bradley Airport website for something? Usually, if Never. you do, yeah, you always usually go to the airline directly, or I go to <clears> Orbitz <throat> where I may have purchased the uh, the ticket. Orbitz, I know. Or Look at you with your outdated. I, know. Just, I uh, know. Yeah, come on. Know. Everybody knows kayak is where it's at. Kayak? Who the hell's using kayak anymore? Everybody's using kayak. You're talking about a website from 2018, man. Oh, and you and your orbits, 2002? Come on. <laughs> Officials say there was no data breach and there was no impact to airport operations because, again, nobody even knew Bradley Airport had a website. What do they need a, a website for? Well, it's got, like, information on it. Like, all it is is just a a, a a place for you to get links to the airlines. Shouldn't you just be able to do a search on the airlines? Well, yeah, but some people aren't that smart. You know, there's some guy out there going, hey, uh, show me Google. Dear yeah. Google, tell me all the things on the Bradley Airport website. All right. So, okay. So I'm on the Bradley Air, uh, Airport website now. And the one thing uh, that you can uh, do is see whether your flight is on time. Okay. okay, that's uh, that's good. There you have it. That's uh, like, for example, there's a uh, flight going out this morning uh, on Delta to Atlanta at 925 this morning. That is on time. Oh, I got to go. You will not miss that flight if you go there now. Well, I got to go now. They also tell you that you can uh, park uh, $7 per day or 25 a day, depending on which garage you're in. <clears throat> um, yeah. And then, oh, love Bradley Airport? Cast your vote on the Condi East Traveler's Reader's Choice Survey. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to do that. Explore our non-stops. Mm. There's, there's one. 
earn free parking. Yeah. Oh, you can get, join the Bradley Airport uh, points system. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do that. But nevertheless, uh, now I know what flights are on time. There you go. All the flights to Baltimore today on Southwest. They're on time. Uh, departure? No, these that that was arrivals, backs. You were you were looking at arrivals. No, I'm looking at departures at 7:29 a.m. Yeah, but these are all uh, later this afternoon. <clears throat> oh, okay. You're, yeah. you're. I don't even know where you're going. Nowhere fast, to be honest. Uh, a woman murdered a churchgoer in Britain and dumped her headless corpse more than 200 miles away before forging her will in an attempt to inherit her state, a court has learned. Uh, 38-year-old Gemma Mitchell had killed 67-year-old Mi Kun Chong and stuffed her body inside of a blue suitcase, which she dragged around the streets of London for two hours as CCTV captured her movements. Uh, Mitchell had allegedly failed in a bid to extract $200,000 from Miss Chong to pay for repairs for her dilapidated home in northwest London. After Miss Chong changed her mind about the cash gift, Mitchell killed her and disposed of her remains in a, during a 500-mile round trip uh, to some other town in, in that area. This seems, uh, I don't know, this seems a little excessive. You know, it's, it's one thing to... Kill somebody, but then you got to drive, you know, two hundred miles out of your way. Well, you know, this would be a great. They have a CCT CCTV photo of this woman uh, dragging the suitcase around on wheels. Whoever the maker of that suitcase is, going, you see, you can uh, stuff a whole body in yeah. here and still get on a flight. <laughs> Unfortunately, that does uh, exceed the 50-pound weight limit, so you will be charged for the additional weight. Yes. Uh, after Ms. Chong changed her mind, she then uh, set, set about forging a will on her computer so she could inherit the bulk of Ms. Chong's wealth, the prosecution claims. That does mm. seem like a lot of steps to take. Yeah, this is why you, know, you, you want to streamline your crimes. Well, you know what it is? It's probably one of those things that you're so angry about. The heat of the moment, you kill her, right? Yeah. And then now you got to like, man, I got to clean all this up. I got to, I got to like forge a will. I got like, there's all this this process involved. I got at least 200 road miles back and forth at the very least to get rid of this body. This seems to be like an, there better be an awful lot of money at stake for something like this. Well, I mean, two hundred thousand dollars is on the line. That's uh, that's no, nothing to shake a stick at. No, but I don't know if it's good enough. Yeah, but if you never had two hundred thousand dollars ever in your life, yes, then that might make a difference. But if I am caught, that two hundred thousand dollars will be seized, and I will not enjoy any of uh, any of the benefits of this. Uh, the prosecutor alleged Mitchell killed Miss Chong on June eleventh of 2021 at the victim's home after taking a large blue suitcase with her. Uh, they went on. The prosecutor went on to say, having killed or at least fatally injured the deceased, she needed to get rid of her body, so she removed it in a blue suitcase. And there's no blood on the suitcase. This is what I'm saying. Whoever the maker of that suitcase yeah. should mark it on the fact that, uh, hey, you want to carry a body, this will never leak. And look how convenient it is. She's walking down the streets of London. This is exactly the way like American touristers should now uh, market themselves. Yeah, forget that uh, gorilla in the cage thing trying to open <laughs> up the bag. Right. Try to get a corn. Yeah, you know what it is. You're you're you put that bag in a coroner's office in a you know in a medical examiner's lab. Yep. And you and you see the guy try to open the case. He can't open the case. 
That thing will take a licking. <laughs> do you wear contact lenses? I do. Do you ever get them stuck up inside your eyelid? Uh, yeah, sometimes that happens. Uh, a video from an eye doctor in Newport Beach, California is going viral after she removed 23 contact lenses from a woman's right eye. In the video, it only looks like a dozen or so, but it turned out to be a bunch of them were stuck together. Once she separated them, it was 23. The patient was an older woman. Her eye doctor thinks she just kept falling asleep with them in. Then she'd forget the next morning and put new ones in. How do you forget 23 times to have eye contacts? Once in, in my entire life of wearing contacts did I actually put a second one on top of one that was already there, and it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. That's just two. That's just two. Now I can't even explain why that happened or how that happened. I I, I don't even I don't even know. Well, but uh, it's to have that many in there. You couldn't even blink your eye. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah, when it's layered up like that. She even tells her in the video that it might be a world record, but believe it or not, it is not a world record. It's back not in, back in 2017. A doctor in the UK was prepping a 67 year old woman for cataract surgery and found 17 lenses in one of her eyes, then another 10 later on. So the record is 27. So did she need the cataract surgery, or did she just need a fresh pair of lenses? See, that's the detail that we'll never know. Yeah. Because nobody bothered to ask that question. (laughs) Which would be the first question you would ask. Uh, It would be too. Do I really even need this thing, or was this just the 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 twenty seven lenses stuck up in my eyeball, causing me issues? Never put more than one in each eye. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy this morning, then uh, clearing this afternoon with uh, still cloudy skies with a high of sixty nine. Giggity tomorrow sunny with a high of sixty nine. Giggity it's fifty four in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred and two. Ah, yeah. Football. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 652 in ACDC. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, rain this morning, then cloudy for the rest of the day and a high of 69, giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 69, giggity. It's 54 in downtown Springfield. Hockey is back in Springfield tomorrow night. Rock 102's road crew is going to be at the Springfield Thunderbirds opening opener at the Mass Mutual Center against the Bridgeport Islanders. The uh, road crew will be there for the Community Bank pregame block party in Court Square from 4 until 6. There'll be games and prizes and fun for the whole family, along with live music from Fever. It's going to be a lot of fun opening night at the Springfield Thunderbirds tomorrow night from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, have you ever given beer to your dog? No, he's not. Uh, he's in He's in recovery. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Two years ago, Bush created a beer for dogs. It was called Bush Dog Brew, and it's a non-alcoholic, obviously, and they brewed it with flavors your dog would like, including bone-in pork butt, corn, and mint. How could you tell the difference between that and any other normal Bush product? Uh, well, it has mint in it. Because <laughs> it does taste like a pork butt and yeah. a piece of corn. I know. Uh, <laughs> but I, I have had beer in a toothpaste chaser before. And now Bush is coming out with a new flavor because dogs who can eat the same food for their whole lives need a second flavor. You need variety. There's one called Bush Light Turkey Brew, and it's made with bone-in turkey, sweet potatoes, sweet basil, peppermint leaves, turmeric, 
ginger and water, and the beer is available on Anheuser-Busch's Shop Beer Gear website for $15 for two 12-ounce cans. What? What? For $15 for two 12-ounce cans, it should come with booze in it. Well, but even still, it's beer for your dog. Right. Your dog's not sitting there jonesing for a beer after well, a long, hard day's work. Listen, uh, if the dog eats table scraps, I'll take the other scraps from the beer machine. There's got to be, like, sludge in the bottom that still has booze in it to, listen, uh, that would still get you drunk. I don't know how it is at your house, but my dog is perfectly happy drinking from a toilet. He doesn't need anything different than that. I was going to say, my dog eats from the trash. Yeah, so I'm not right. sure so, uh, I mean, how sophisticated he is. My dog doesn't have a real particular palate. Although, wouldn't they surprise you if you came home one day and they were like uh, drinking a cognac and uh, enjoying a cigar? Yeah, that would be good. On your recliner. Or you know, you make, oh. making <laughs> stew. Just, yeah, making <laughs> stew. I was just waiting. I, I got a fresh pork butt bone uh, stew going on there. <laughs> Shh, there's a souffle in the would, oven. Would you like some Hennessy? <laughs> Come on, Steve. Yeah. Sit in the dog bed and tell me about your day. Yeah, who doesn't like a good uh, a good three fingers of Grand Marnier at night? <laughs> it's 6.55 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New X's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey! Good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but there are some people in positions of authority within the National Football League who happen to be tremendous jerks. I swear to you, it's true. How can something like uh, like that that we love so much be filled with such terrible people? Well, as it turns out, not every NFL owner is a foul-mouthed and vindictive sexist. Not all of them are guilty of creating a toxic work environment that underlies a long history of racism, abusiveness, and financial irresponsibility. It's just Washington Commander's owner Dan Snyder, and that's about it. Yesterday in an 8,000-word expose, ESPN detailed not only that Commander's owner Dan Snyder was a dirtbag, but according to multiple sources, he claims to have accumulated enough dirt on the NFL, the other owners, and on Roger Goodell to make himself virtually untouchable, claiming, quote, they can't F with me. ESPN couldn't say what sort of things he's claiming to know, but according to their sources, Snyder claims that he has enough to blow things up. He apparently claims that despite his long history of irresponsible behavior, the NFL is a quote-unquote mafia where all the owners hate each other. That caused one unidentified owner to say, that's not true, all owners just hate Dan. Now I'm sure we will heart that this will hardly be the last we hear what Dan Snyder thinks he knows, and I'm sure this will uh, not only be the last time that someone has something to say about what an insufferable jackass he is. All I can tell you is this. If the best argument that you can make about your own dreadful behavior is to project your paranoia onto everybody else, then there's a pretty good chance that you have no other defensive argument as to why you are such a jerk. You can't take responsibility if you have no working grasp of what defines responsibility. Saying, yeah, but what about those other guys, isn't really an effective strategy in defending your actions. You're just merely projecting your horrifying flaws onto somebody else. And frankly, they've got their own problem to deal with. Like trying to find a way to get Dan Snyder out of the NFL, because that alone has to be a full-time job. But hey, Nevermind Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. John, the manager of the Agawam Rockies, that's a busy dude, man. Expanded Carhartt department, a huge tool department. It's an all-new Agawam Rockies. John and his Agawam team are eager to help you. Good people, rock-solid service. 
at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Fields Classic Rock at 709. And Deep Purple with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Showers eventually tapering off today uh, with cloudy skies and a high of 69 giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 69 giggity. It's 53 in downtown Springfield. So I'm uh, I'm looking at the calendar, right? And I see, let's see, one, two, three, uh, four, five, uh, five weeks before the Mayflower Marathon. Whoa. Yeah, five weeks. That's it. That's all there is. We're get cracking here. Yeah, huh? yeah we, you know, we, we are getting cracking. You know, we're already off to a pretty good start. We barely lifted a finger. But what I can tell you is uh, if uh, if you want to participate in the Mayflower Marathon, now would be a very good time to start organizing around you. Talk to your neighbors. Talk to your coworkers. Talk to your, your friends and family about how you can help uh, the open pantry this year during the Mayflower Marathon. Make it a competition. Just like uh, Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. We told you for like the last couple of weeks that uh, what Dave wanted to do was to match donations up to $5,000. And we've counted up all that cash. Well, see, here's the, so here's the thing. This is how it works out. Uh, we had it set up on, uh, you know, through Open Pantry and people were donating. And then they had a, uh, an end date. There was a, there was a deadline to, uh, to make, uh, to make the, the, the Dave Miner Mayflower Marathon match happen. And he was going to pay $5,000. And match the first five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Well, as it turns out, uh, we wind up getting a hell of a lot more than that. We wound up getting donations of ten thousand dollars. That's on top of the five thousand dollars that Dave Miner has uh, has put up. So we are just under sixteen thousand dollars to start this thing off. Heck yeah! Which you know, uh, not for nothing. That's awful good, and that's uh, this is the kind of thing we we, we love to hear when uh, when someone takes that kind of initiative. So thank you very much to Dave Miner for the Mayflower Marathon match. Sixteen thousand dollars going into it with five weeks to go. That's amazing. You get sixteen grand. What do you get? <laughs> we get less hungry people and less in else. debt. Yeah, yeah right, right. Go. Yeah. So that's uh, that's awesome. Now today we're supposed to uh, record a uh, a television commercial. For the Mayflower Marathon. I didn't do my hair. Steve, you don't uh, <clears throat> you don't have much to do. I, but do you see what's going on here? It's growing in because I didn't cut it. Yeah. And uh, I got, uh, I call it level three ring. You know, you're a lot more gray than I thought you'd be. Yeah, I'm very gray. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely gray. You're you actually, can see it coming out of my whiskers, too. I'm wondering if you're actually more gray than I am. I probably am. Wow, that yeah. is because you know. I mean, I got a lot of gray. Yeah, I mean, there's it's it's in there, but I got a full luxurious head of hair. So I mean, if you can't see it from where you're at, and and let me just show you how luxurious it is. I mean, you could like run your fingers through it if you really wanted to. Um, I got plenty of gray. Yeah. But as I'm looking at your bald head right now, uh, under the fluorescent light, which shows everything, right. Uh, I'm noticing a hell of a lot of gray on that uh, yeah, on that uh, coconut. I'm an old man. Yeah, that's what happens. I don't think you're going to see it that much. Yeah, on uh, on camera today when we we're cutting this uh, commercial for the Mayflower Marathon. Yeah, but I think uh, you know I think what people will notice is uh, you know we look like two starving men. Oh yeah, yeah. Please send us <laughs> your food. Begging for food. <laughs> Two guys well over the weight of 250 pounds each uh, have uh, have uh, asked you yeah. to please donate to the hungry we're, people. We're starving. That's like uh, it's like Thanksgiving dinner at John Goodman's house. 
Or he's like hoarding all the food, and then uh, when the, when the wife goes over to reach for a piece of turkey, he right. stabs it with a fork. <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> Except he's lost a lot of weight, though. Well, yeah, but th- that was the joke. Yeah, on, on, on Family on Guy. Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we got to do that, and uh, we have to uh, sell the sizzle of the Mayflower Marathon. Brand new place at MGM. We're going to be down there today, and uh, we're going to make the most of it. Yeah, we don't we don't take chips as donation though. Like you can't just go. Uh, that, those chips need to be cashed in at the cashier before you bring the money out to us. We'll take a can of chip beef though. We'll take a can of chip beef. Yeah, because yeah, if you don't want that in your house, I'm sure somebody else might. They sell that in a can, chipped beef. Yeah, they do. They I don't know if it comes with the with the gravy, but the mm-hmm. uh, the dried beef does come in a jar. Or I, can. I have an idea. Yeah. Uh, we we should have like a little mini contest to see uh, who could come up with the most unique canned item. Things that we don't want. You know, like just just as an example of like, you know, we would prefer, you know, lots of vegetables and, and, and other canned uh, meats that are common. Right. Versus like uh, something that can only, you know, is only a one-time use. Like the butter beans thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, how many people who you eat the butter beans? Everyone loves a butter bean. I love butter beans. I love butter beans. I like butter beans so much I eat them. <laughs> Forget it. I'm not going to go into that. Don't, don't go into it. It's too early for breakfast. Right, and we'll, get, and we'll get called upon on that one. But, um, yeah, I mean, it would be kind of nice to see, like, an unusual mm-hmm. uh, item of food. I think the most unusual thing I saw was a generic, I believe, government-issued can of pork. Was it like way outdated, or was yeah, it- I don't know if it was outdated, but it didn't have like a paper label on it. It had like a like a it was a metal can mm-hmm. with a black stamp on it, and it just said pork, pork. and then a picture on that uh, yeah. of of a of a pig, you right. know, stamped on on the can, black pig, black lettering. It just said pork. I would. I was it. so curious to see. What was going on inside that can? It's in a can. What could go wrong? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that uh, that uh, there's. I don't know of a single case in all of history where canned pork gave somebody botulism. Nope. Never heard of. Never one heard case. anyone say yeah. it must have been the canned pork. No one ever says that. No one. But I would like to see that. I would like to see what's the, what's the most unusual thing you can come up with. Um. Well, you know, there's always somebody that brings like. You know that Jamaican uh, the cock soup. You know they they bring oh hey right. it's uh it's the rooster soup. Uh, yeah. You know it's you know it says cock soup on it. You know yep. I don't know why uh, a soup is so funny to people. But it's not, it's not that it funny. Is. It's delicious. And, or or you know you get this, a can of spotted dick. Yep. Right. Right. You know uh, and I don't know why spotted is such a funny word either. But I, uh, I don't know why people think that's funny. But uh, yeah, we'll have a little mini contest. Things that we don't really want, you know. Just but don't to, just okay. To show you. But let's let's kind of uh, all right. Let's have some rules here. I don't want like a whole pallet of spotted dick to no, show no, no, up no, at no, the no, Mayflower no, no. Marathon. This, I'm talking uh, pictorial. You just send a picture to us. Okay. Of well, this that's, thing. That's, that's, that's I don't fine. I don't want to see the can. I don't. We don't want that. We don't want the unless there are those Armor Vienna sausages. Those are delicious. And they never go bad. No, they never do. Um, we also would like, and, uh, and, and this is just, you know, this, this is just, it would be common sense, but every year we find ourselves having to, uh, fight this battle. There are people that will donate expired items. 
Mm-hmm. And it w- while it would be cool to see, you know, who could come up with the most expired item, uh, that would be a great contest. What I'm afraid of is that we'll have everybody bring their expired items thinking that, hey, maybe I could win a contest. No, 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 no. I don't want that. I don't want want that either. I want a picture of uh, the weirdest thing you have in your pantry. I think that's fine. And then you bring the good stuff down to us. Yeah, that's a much better idea. I mean, like I said, it would be cool to see what the most expired thing you have in your house might be and, you know, what the expiration date is. Do you see what we just did here? What? A, A think tank. We... I came up with an idea, yeah, and then you built upon that idea, and now we have a better idea. Yes, you're right. Yeah, see how that's good working. For you. That's teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> a boy, yeah, Wait. good for you. High five, Steve. Right. Um, you're right. That is uh, that is teamwork. I never really considered that. See, no idea is a bad idea. Oh yes, they are. <laughs> Don't you come on now. And then all of the next thing, we'll have a big joke and smoke instead of yeah, a bark and smoke. Right. Yeah, right. That, that yeah. didn't work out too well. Mm-hmm. No, but there's a, there's a couple other things that are that are coming up in the Mayflower Marathon that are very, very cool. Uh, there's going to be some items donated for auction that are all going to help out the open pantry. Uh, we told you about the Thunderbirds uh, Wednesday night, their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the Mayflower Marathon, we're going to have a big celebration at that game. That's going to be a lot of fun at the Mass Mutual Center. Uh, they're stepping up all over the place. Pretty sure that uh, Boomer will be there. Oh, at, yeah. the, at the marathon, you yeah. know, waving at people, you know, high-fiving, dancing, chucking, jiving, talking trash. We actually have a lot of things that we do. We're not going to reveal yet, but there's a lot of things going on oh, yeah. uh, during those hours that, uh, you know, that we're going to be down there. So uh, it's going to be a humdinger. We had a, a we had a Zoom meeting yesterday, 10 different people involved in it. I mean, there's a load of, uh, of moving parts to this thing. And, you know, we're discussing things about the Mayflower Marathon which we've never had well let me put it this way we've discussed a lot of those same type of things but we've only discussed them internally to have right. you know MGM involved and other you know people partnered with it it just you know it just makes it seem so much bigger and it's really cool. Well, I mean, it's you know, real nice. It's a true community event. Yeah, and that's where the community steps up and and chips in and uh, and helps and does their part. And we have lots of people helping us this year. Yeah, and we actually have the ironic part is we have a lot more going on in a smaller space than we ever did in the largest space that has nobody parking in that area <laughs> down there. So now we got uh, we're jam packing it in there. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a a, dar- a damn good time. But uh, thanks again to uh, to Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and to everybody that donated to the uh, his Mayflower Marathon match sixteen thousand just under sixteen thousand dollars for the open pantry. And again, the Mayflower Marathon begins November twenty first through the twenty third at MGM Springfield. We'll uh, we'll see you down there in five weeks. Five weeks. That's, That's all coming it is. up. And by the way, uh, we got our first picture. Pair of bollocks. Yeah, they're uh, they're bull balls. No kidding. Yeah, in a can. Wow. Yeah, mouth watering. Uh, how about that? Well, I think they're in water. I don't know if they're mouth watering. Well, you got to keep them moist. Yeah. It's seven twenty with Pax and Nagel at Rock One Hundred Two. GG Inks Screen Printing and Embroidery. Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock at seven twenty six and ZZ Top with Pax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Rain this morning, then becoming uh, mostly cloudy with a high of sixty nine. Giggity, it is fifty three right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, the daily podcast is going to go up on around uh, ten o'clock ish or so. Make sure you check that out in case you missed any part of uh, today's show or earlier in the week, what have you. 
Always play it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or on rock102.com. Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest has been Martin Atkins from the Post-Punk and Industrial Music Museum in Chicago. And next week, Fee Wable from The Tubes. Got a chance to talk oh, to him yeah. for a second time. So uh, that's coming up on Monday on rock102.com. That sounds pretty awesome. Yes, Fee is an awesome, awesome guy. In fact, uh, they are celebrating the 40th anniversary of their album that uh, She's a Beauty was on, Outside Inside, 40 years ago. Wow. I know. Hard to imagine. I sound like I'm really interested, but I'm kind of not. No, I know you're not interested, because, but but uh, you know I am uh, trying to sell the sizzle of this thing. Oh yeah, and, you sizzle, know, sizzle. That's, uh, that's my job. You know, uh, you know when you when you order a fajita at like uh, an Applebee's or uh, you know one of those chain or, restaurants, one of those other traditional Mexican restaurants, and it comes out and it's like sizzling on that little cast iron thing. Yeah, you know that's uh, that's they don't really cook it on that. Like, all the ingredients are thrown on a hot iron, and then they pour butter on it to make it sizzle or right. oil. So it, when it comes out to you, it looks like, oh, we just cooked this on a, a I'm selling the sizzle here. Yeah, hardly. That That's kind of like you. There's really, you know, you're just serving this on a hot iron thinking, hey, uh, you know, if I just pour water on this, it'll uh, it'll start sizzling, and I'll be able to sell my podcast. I would like to think that, uh, you know, landing fee wable not once but twice in a lifetime is a little bit more than a... Applebee's fajita. Are you a little insulted that I've just compared your product to an Applebee's? No. When's Dollarita month? <laughs> That's coming up. <laughs> That's coming. That's coming up in a co- in two weeks. Baxi's musical uh, fun bag filled with Dollaritas. There you go. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Someone's going to enjoy that, and, and that's all that matters to me. And one dollar Long Island iced teas to boot. We got news coming up next to Rock One Hundred Two. Here's your. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Two officers were killed and one was seriously injured in what state police called a deliberate act to lure, lure law enforcement to an address in Bristol. Bristol police identified the officers who died as 35-year-old Sergeant Justin DeMonte and 34-year-old Officer Alex Hamsey. The officer who was seriously hurt was 26-year-old Alex Lorato. Uh, Bristol police said that when he went in for surgery at St. Francis Hospital. Lorato was released from the St. Francis late yesterday morning to a standing ovation from colleagues and other officers. A suspect was also shot and killed, troopers confirmed. Troopers identified the suspect as 35-year-old Nicholas Brucher. They also confirmed that officers responded to a home on Redstill Home Road Redstone Hill Road in Bristol shortly after 11 p.m. on Wednesday. Troopers said Bristol officers were lured to the home for a fake domestic incident between two brothers, then ambushed. The suspect waited outside for the officers. According to sources, he was dressed in camouflage. Sources uh, told Eyewitness News the suspect shot the officers with an assault rifle. When the officers arrived, state police said Nicholas Brucher killed Hamsey upon arrival. The second officer, DeMonte, Later died at the hospital. Lorado underwent treatment at the hospital for what was described as serious wounds. Nicholas Brucher, meanwhile, was killed at the scene. His brother, 32-year-old Nathan Brucher, was also hurt. He was transported to St. Francis for treatment. And uh, that is all the details we have of that. Hmm. I, I don't know what why you would do that. I don't know. It's a terrible story. Um, it Just like, you know, you get called somewhere. You're thinking it's a... It's a, just a call. You're going to have to go break up some sort of uh, argument between somebody. And then somebody ambushes you. You, you, didn't even, you didn't even get a chance to get out of your car. No. 
Uh, two people were shot and killed in Springfield's Indian Orchard uh, neighborhood on Wednesday. According to uh, Superintendent Cheryl Clapper, the double homicide took place on the 200 block of Main Street around 4 a.m. We've talked about this the last couple of days. They still haven't made any arrests in that case. I guess there's uh, there's no nothing leading anybody to anything with that. So this is the uh, the third homicide in uh, in just Indian Orchard. Right. According to uh, Ryan Walsh, one victim was dead upon arrival, and the second victim was sent to Bay State Medical Center and died at the hospital. The department is currently investigating the incident, but have no leads so far. Well, wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Springfield police are asking for the public's help in locating a missing 15-year-old girl. According to a post on the Springfield department's uh, website uh, or the Facebook page, 15-year-old Nevaeh Wilson ran away from foster care at the end of June. She's been in contact over the phone with her biological mother recently. She may be in Palmer, Ware, Springfield, or Enfield. And, uh, listen, that's when you need to come home. <laughs> when you... <laughs> When you're found in Ware or yeah, Palmer, like I, well, uh, that's I, you know. the time to come back. If you know her whereabouts, you're asked to contact the Springfield Police Youth Aid Bureau or call the uh, non-emergency line. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was, I'm losing my space. Here. This is the most. Dep- Remember yesterday when I was complaining about yeah, what a I'm depressing news cache you had? I'm trying to find something like a little happier, oh but there's really nothing happy going on, dude. Uh, this is like, uh, this is like, this, I mean, I don't even yeah. want to say anything to any of these stories. They're so depressing. We've come so far from the ranch dressing days. I, just, I you know, uh, I, I, know uh, I, I would, I would never want to go back to uh, like uh, you know stories of you, you know, in ranch dressing or you know beating up the elderly or whatever it is. But, Sounds um, like you need a survey, Bex. Do you need a survey? I don't really need. <laughs> Are you sure? Sur- yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure about that. Yeah, I'm all good with a survey. Uh, in, uh, there are currently 74 sex offenders that either live and or work in Chicopee that have a moderate or high risk to reoffend. The D- D- Chicopee police have released details on four individuals on the level three classification for their yearly registered sex offender list. Ooh, it's 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 like the Sears wish book. It's like it's like what is that <laughs> that who's who that comes out every year? Right, right. Or the remember the J.C. Penny catalog. Every time around Christmas time, it was like you couldn't wait to get to the toy section. Right. Yeah, these guys are like, oh, let me go see my name. My name's in the paper. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Like you know, Bob McGrath on Sesame Street didn't say, you know, who are the sexual offenders in your neighborhood? Well, you could uh, you could go with Havardo Ruiz, who was forty seven. Uh, you know, or one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. You got three sex offenders and then uh, one law-abiding citizen. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to lump them together without some sort of explanation. Uh, yeah, 47-year-old Hevardo Ruiz has been classified as a level three offender by the Mass Sex Offender Registry Board. Police say Ruiz was, Ruiz was convicted of five different incidents. He was convicted on two counts of indecent assault and battery on a child under 14 years of age back in 1992. He uh, committed the same act in 1991. He also had an indecent assault and battery on a pers- person aged 14 or older, along with an assault to uh, with intent to commit a rape conviction. But he's registered. And there you go. And now we're talking about him on the radio. You know, is that <laughs> he like... He finally gets his 15 minutes. You know, what's... What's on the sex offender registry? Uh, is it like going to a bed, bath, and beyond? No. Uh, you're like, oh, yeah, here's a... <laughs> It's definitely not like that. Here's some recommendations for apartments in a section of the city where nobody wants to live around you. Uh, here's a couple <laughs> other different places you can. We can make a whole day out of this whole thing. 
you know, the, the sex offender registry. Yeah, right? no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even make like trading cards. Trading cards might not be a bad idea. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, how, I'm going to give you a survey just to lighten the mood up here because everything else I have is just murders and like, oh, bodies. God, it's, just, being, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's mutilated. Today. Well, it's a rainy morning. It's like I don't want it to be too depressing. It's the most depressing thing I've ever heard in my life. A new study looked into when, when and how Americans decide to intervene in bad situations. Okay. All right. Yes. They came up with 10 scenarios and gave four uh, people four options for how they might hypothetically react, physically intervening, verbally intervening, calling 911, or just nothing. A physical intervention was the most popular in three scenarios. A man making sexual advances toward a very drunk woman, mm-hmm. a person violently kicking or abusing a dog, and a man hitting his female partner. A verbal intervention was a common response to two situations. A police officer inflicting unnecessary pain on someone they're arresting, and a person yelling racial slurs at someone who's a racial minority. All those things are worthy of uh, of intervening, physical or verbal. Yeah, calling nine one one was the way a lot of people would handle these uh, handle these three scenarios. A person who's homeless and may need medical help, a person standing on the ledge of a bridge seemingly contemplating suicide, and a person who appears to be very intoxicated getting into a car to drive. Most people say they do nothing in two situations. A loud confrontation between a business and a customer over masking and a parent slapping their young child who is misbehaving. Yeah, you know, uh, ooh, those are sticky wickets, aren't they? I don't think I've ever seen anybody slapping their kid in public. I have. Did you say anything? I was too far away to say anything. Really? What, where did I see this? I it was in a large crowd, and and it was like I saw a woman slap their their kid, but I was probably like you know twenty five yards away. Yeah, too far to really get involved. And there were plenty of other people that spoke up where I didn't even have to. So I mean, it wasn't like I didn't want to get involved. This wasn't really the my proximity wasn't quite. I mean, I could see it happen. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like, uh, you know, I was close enough to say to this woman, hey, what do you, I mean, I've got to run over to her. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Especially since there were like four or five people who kind of said the same thing. Years ago, I called the police on somebody outside of a, uh, a store. I won't say which one it was. Right. Who left her kids in the car in like a 95 degree day. That's a mistake. In the middle of July. And the like windows that. were rolled up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, by the time, you know, I'm like... I tried to open the door of the car, and then other people are like, oh, what the hell is going on here? And by the time I'm dialing 911, the woman comes out. But then the police were there, like, very quickly anyway. Sure. Uh, I was only in there for a couple of minutes. I'm like, lady, it's 95 degrees. I didn't even have kids at the time. Like, this was going that, that far ago. back, and I'm like... It doesn't matter, and and everybody started kind of like yelling at this woman, and then I'm like, all right, the police are here. I'm 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 out of here. But you know, it was just like, uh, that's so stupid to do. You don't and even then, have the car running with the air conditioning on. And Come then on. to say I was only going to be in there for a few minutes doesn't take much more than a couple minutes. Not in 95 degree weather. No, with the windows rolled up. I don't. People are dumb. People are really dumb. Listen, if you're even if you're going in for just a couple minutes and you've got kids, guess what? You can take them inside the the, the store with you. No, that's too much work. I Bex. know, but you can do it. 
and you might save your child's life by doing it that way. I don't. Um, I don't leave my kids like in a car. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I haven't. I can't remember ever leaving them in the car alone, unsupervised. If 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 I was at a store, I would take them with well, me, no matter how difficult it was to put them in the car seats or whatever. They're like old enough now where you can do that. You know, you can kind of depending on where you are. It's got to be a, it's got to be a, a scenario. <laughs> well, where, my kids are between the ages of eighteen and twenty three, yeah. so you know, you know, I'm pretty sure they can make most of their own decisions. Like I wouldn't go to that uh, the gas station in the flats of Holyoke and go, "Hey, kids, I'll be right back. I just got to pick up a 40. Right. Yeah. You that know? would that could be that could be yeah. misconstrued as irresponsible. Or leave them outside of a marijuana dispensary and say, "Hey, I'll be right back. <laughs> I got to go get some gummies." Yeah. Yeah, you, there's certain, you know, but if you're like, you know, if you're at a park uh, and nobody's around and uh, you got to go use the bathroom, eh, lock the door. I'll be right back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, but they're, they're old enough to stay home by themselves. What's the difference of leaving them in a car when well, they don't uh, want to come with you? Are the windows rolled up? Well, yeah, but the engine's running and okay. uh, the door's right. as long as the air, okay. Air can air Crack the windows if you had to. Window. Well, yeah. Well, you, you do what Homer did and, uh, on a 170-degree day when you see the dog still in the car. There's go, water behind the front seat. <laughs> yeah. There's water <laughs> under the seat. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's how you do it. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy this morning and then clearing a little bit uh, with a high of 69. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 69. It's 53 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 with Thin Lizzy. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rain this morning with a high of 69, giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 68. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. You already know that uh, Rock 102 is your home for New England Patriot football all season long. Join Pat Kelly every week, one hour before the pregame, which this week will be at 9 a.m. on Sunday, for the Liquors 44 pre-pregame show. Pat and his guests will share opinions on the upcoming game and what's going on around the league, along with great classic rock to get you pumped for the game. It's the Liquors 44 pre-pregame show. Catch the spirit exclusively on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. And time for our daily benchmark. Do it! Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. I feel like that should be uh, should be good enough for an intro, don't you? I'm uh, I'm getting used short, to it. What are we short. What are we into? Three weeks in the show already? Yeah, three three weeks. That's crazy, man. It is, it is crazy, isn't it? Uh, the driver of a Ferrari 458 owned by a Houston-based law firm that specializes in auto accidents crashes at a car show. Here's the moment uh, that that $300,000 vehicle uh, crashes into an embankment. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. What about the car? Yeah, it's the car that's really uh, the not, problem here. It's not going to buff right out. Can you imagine? Like, I would never want to. We've been offered over the years to drive cars, like really fancy ones. Yeah. And while that sounds like a great idea, and I'm sure that that car is a lovely uh, luxury vehicle. Right. I don't want to be any uh, have any responsibility for anything that happens, even if it's like a like a scratch or a bump or <laughs> like not even that. 
but crashing into something. Yeah, I know. And destroying the vehicle. A, a couple of years ago, I I, uh, I had to drive a. Uh, I was asked to drive a Mercedes Benz from Mercedes Benz of Springfield, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I didn't really know what the war the, the the value of the car that they let me drive was all i know is the most outstanding car yeah. i'd ever sat in in my life and it was absolutely beautiful and yeah, i'm driving it around uh chicopee a little bit you know uh you know going up to uh you're flooring it up to 27 miles an hour in some neighborhoods doing donuts in the parking lot oh yeah three-point yeah. turns you name it mm-hmm. parallel parking yeah. I did, you know everything and then uh, i get out of the car and i <laughs> ask Peter, the owner, said, "Okay, what, what's just uh, you know, just for uh, laughs? What's the uh, the value of this car?" He says, oh, "It's about two hundred and twenty thousand dollars." Yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking, thank you for not telling me before I sat into this thing because I was already scared to death of wrapping this thing around a telephone pole. Uh, listen, I, I got a friend uh, who uh, he he wanted. He's a retired guy, uh, invested his money very well, <laughs> and uh, he gets he gets the one of these Mercedes. I don't know what model it was, right? But it was this two-door coupe a convertible that retail is like a hundred and seven thousand dollars, right? But he only paid eighty-nine because you know it was used. Oh, that's like the deal of the century. Yeah, and uh, I, I was like, "What does this thing like? Uh, you know, uh, take care of you? You know, is there like a like some sort of mach- mechanism or machine that mm-hmm. also lets you uh, get pleasure at some point?" <laughs> And uh, we, we he takes me for a ride in this thing up to a gas station, right? Right. And we're sitting there. We're, we're, I'm in the passenger seat. Now, I'm too big for this car anyway. Sure. But as we take a turn, the, I can feel the seat pushing into my side. And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, that's stability control. <laughs> yeah, like I know. When you're you know, probably going 90 miles an hour, it c- helps you keep you gripped in the seat a little bit better. But I'm like, you know, that seat on me is like a... It's like a pair of vice grips too small for the nut. <laughs> like, it would just keep slipping off, and I'd fly right. out of the car anyway, well, I, so it really doesn't matter. The car I was in had that, too, but then it also, if you press a certain button, it gives you a lumbar massage Ooh, while you drive. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, oh. this feels so good. And he's like, here, try this. I'm like, oh, my, oh, that feels good. Yeah. I shouldn't uh, feel that way in a car. A lumbar massage. Yeah, right. The only thing I'm going to be massaging into the seat of that Mercedes is a is a Hershey bar or something <laughs> like that, you know? Uh, clip number two, a woman on TikTok claims that contractors in her home accidentally trapped her cat inside of the drywall for three days. Here's Ashlyn Haddon, probably making this up, talking about her crazy experience on TikTok. I end up punching a hole in the wall and out comes this. The contractor drywalled my cat into the drywall underneath the bathtub. This poor kitty was locked in there for three days, stuck underneath the drywall. I'm not buying it. You're not? No. It could happen. I'm sure it probably could happen, but it probably didn't happen to this lady because... That's what TikTok is all about. Is I don't know. Getting uh, likes for clout. You sound yeah. very cynical. I think this is absolutely a possibility. And our, uh, cat, our you know, cat could just sneak right in there while you're putting up the uh, the wallboards while you're mudding the thing. Uh, we were talking about Applebee's earlier. Yes. You know, uh, places that uh, you know, that your uh, podcast is similar to an Applebee's, where it's 
You know, it looks all good. Yeah. But, you know, when you really dive into it, right. it's really not that great. Yes. Well, thank and you. And I'm just selling the sizzle for yeah, your Yeah, no, and, 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 and that's great, considering and, I don't think you've heard more than two seconds of it. And then uh, somebody just sent me this little comedy piece uh, from uh, uh, Instagram user Leah Rudick, who does all kinds of stand-up stuff. And uh, this is a wealthy woman going to an Applebee's. You ready? Yes. I have been informed that there are people who cannot afford to get obliterated at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday off several bottles of 1947 Cheval Blanc poolside at the Chateau. But fortunately, there is something called Happy Hour, which really should be called Sad Hour for people who love to binge drink on a budget in broad daylight. I had to try for myself. So we take the helicopter to the roof of this place called Apple Bees, which is neither <laughs> apples nor bees, but rather a neighborhood eatery for people who love cheese. It was electric. Acne-ridden teens with frosted tips mingled with fanny pack-ridden moms with frosted tips, all there for a singular purpose. Fiesta Lime Chicken. I ordered a $4 Long Island iced tea, which is a very gross drink made from all the gross drinks. It's a cocktail for deadbeat dads who love Nickelback. I had six, and then I blacked out and bought the whole establishment, all before 4 p.m. I am Applebee's now. I have been... See? Yeah, see, there you go. You can have that kind of experience at an Applebee's if you have enough money. Some of her videos are actually really funny. She yeah, does. She yeah. does one where she's a... Uh, where she's like not a, like a sex therapist but she gives like sex advice yeah it's hilarious yeah absolutely I, I, hilarious. i've seen quite a, a few videos from her from time to time i never knew what her name was i just see them you know that's the thing with like tiktok you don't get to know who these people are you just you're scrolling through so fast yeah she's funny well there you go that's your that's your uh what was it called now hear this <laughs> hey it's been three weeks i'm just no, getting to learn you're, the bits around just here. getting your feet wet it's 758 with Bax and nagel on rock 102 Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 in the cars. The backs of Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rain this morning and then uh, tapering off to cloudy skies with a high of 69. Giggity tomorrow, sunny with a high of 69. Giggity. It's uh, 53 in downtown Springfield. I like that. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Line Friday! Two nine three one zero two one. That's the number to call for open line Friday. Now again, I always say this, and there's always one of you that has to take it just a little bit too far. Keep your profanity to yourself and your toxic hate speech, and push it to some other show. Not this one, Mister or That's Mrs. Right. or Missy. That's right, damn it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tolerate any of that this week. None of it. None of it. So two nine three one zero two one. The lines are wide open. Come on now. Oh, they're coming. Don't you worry about a thing. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I feel like uh, we'll maybe get one uh, call about pepper cheese. And uh, ah, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is John. How you doing? Good, John. What's up? Hey, I heard you guys finally hired a third, uh, third jock back on again. What? Uh, no. Oh, come on now. I heard he left the villages yesterday, and he's in Virginia. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you. I don't know what you're talking about. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. You guys are talking to Hawkman. How are you guys doing? Oh, it's Hawkman. Hawkman. What's We're up, Hawkman? Straight from where? From the lovely town of where. How are you fine gentlemen doing this morning? We are both delicious. Thank you. What's uh, what's on your mind? So, Mr. Nagel, how did that... 
digital thermometer workout yesterday. Uh, the digital thermometer worked out fine. I got to uh, about 115 degrees, which I, that's exactly where I like my meat. Wow. Which is a little on the cool side. It's a little on the purple side, isn't it? Well, I kind of like it like you that. You like it like that way? Yeah, I like it. Shmoo. Yeah. Now take it off at 128 yeah. and let it sit for a little bit. Then get nah, it up nah, 130 nah. and that's perfect. Nah, you take it off at uh, like 115 and you're good. Hawkman, what do you how uh, how hot do you like yours? I like mine about 115 kind of medium rare. Yeah, you know? there, okay. All right. Yeah, so All right. Yeah, we, we like well, that kind of. But thing. you know what's you know what's cool with that? It's got Bluetooth compatible so you can sit on the couch while you're smoking the ribs, smoking a foot well, part and I haven't gotten that. I haven't gotten that far with it yet, Steve. Uh, but what's wrong with you? Yeah, this it was good enough to you know stick the probe in and uh, pull it out of the meat. Yeah. and then uh, check that temperature. Yeah, nice and hot. What do you? Yeah. What do you? Put, what do you smoke a butt on that thing? Oh, I, I, we can smoke all kinds <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate so, it. Hey, Vex, do you want one? No, I've actually, I've actually already got one, but I appreciate it. And by the way, congratulations for carrying all those groceries home from the Ware Walmart the other day <laughs> on your wheelchair. I do it like t- two times a week, man. I bring home the bacon. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. I love you guys. I love you too. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. Dan from Hartford. Hey, Dan, what's I up? I love you. I loved your guys' jingle when you had Dave. Can you guys have maybe seriously invent another jingle? Because that jingle was awesome. Like, did that little noise that thing made at 535? And, like, you know, throughout the day, the jingle was really good. Oh, the, uh, the, the, that, the 413 one? Right. Did that little jingle, you know, that would come on at 535? Like, you know, like, like, with you and when you uh, and Steve and Dave, that yeah, jingle that yeah. you three had was awesome. You guys, obviously Dave's gone now, but you guys should have invent another jingle. Well, we kind of like to... Uh, well, we, we're working on some things. It's, yeah. Some things are kind of like, uh, you know, in the works at the moment. Yeah, we are... Uh, but by the way, we don't identify as a three-person show anymore. Yeah, no, we only identify as a two-man show. Yeah. We are still... You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. One last thing real quick. Yeah. What did happen to that guy who would tell the crazy jokes, like the, dead, the very deadpan jokes, like talking like this and tell... Deadpan oh. jokes, really funny. Louis, remember that guy, like yeah. Louis, Louis the, the anti joke guy. He awesome. Get him back. All right. Well, well you know what? We'll hire him next week. How about that? It's in- <laughs> we'll get him on. All right. Thank you. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, Mike calling from uh, Middletown, Connecticut. What's hey, up, Mike, Mike. What's on your mind? Well, you guys, I I uh, just want to say, really uh, happy with the show. I'm a long time listener. And uh, I just wanted to commend uh, Rock 102 Management. I didn't think they'd be able to find a bigger D-bag than the last guy, but they did. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about, I don't, sir. I don't, I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, but uh, back, congratulations on the Hall of Fame. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, the other guy, he did a but uh you guys do a great job. and uh, You're not going to congratulate uh, me for carrying backs throughout the entire eight, last 18 well, years? I was going to say, uh, Nagel, you're to be congratulated for staying out of the limelight all these years and being the sleeper self. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to attack when the time is right. <laughs> sleeper cell. Listen great. to you. All right. Thanks for the call. Great. great. All right. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, uh, it's uh, Bladley. Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, I got a joke for you. All right. All right. Keep it clean. What happens when you eat aluminum foil? 
I don't know. What happens when you eat aluminum foil? You sheet metal. Oh, I oh, see. That's clever. That says yeah. you're very clever. Very hey, you know, done. God bless you for uh, for keeping it clean and you know. Uh, uh, I mean, you're, you're kind of you know, you're on the fence, hey, kind of skirting, but you did okay. Okay, okay, awesome. Hey, where's Dave? It's been uh, three weeks. He's at. Uh, he's back at Laser. <laughs> he's over on Laser on nine three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, good morning. It's Vince the Plumber. How are you guys? Good, Vince. What's going on? Not much, nothing much. You know, I'm going down one of the famous streets here in uh, Springfield, down uh, Belmont, and uh, it, it looks like New York right now. This is awesome. Every trash can has been knocked over. Somebody has knocked over every trash can and recycling can into the middle of the street. I believe, everywhere. I believe like, that was called the wind. <laughs> it, I, I don't know, man. Every trash can, like, this is bad, bro. This is bad. Oh, maybe somebody went on a trash terrorizing well, night last night. You know, Vince, if you have a, a real uh, problem with it, get out of your car and uh, put those trash cans back where they belong. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, but then you know what? I was like, oh, man, I forgot my raincoat. Can't do it today. Maybe yeah. tomorrow. Maybe All right. tomorrow. Okay. Well, then that's that's reasonable. <laughs> well, thank you for your service. All right, guys. Have a great day. All right. You too. Okay. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Bruce. What's hey, up, Bruce, Bruce? What's up? Hey, Steve. It's Bruce. What's up? Oh, it's my old buddy, Bruce. What's up, man? It's my buddy, Bruce. Yeah. Hey, I'm on CNN, and I'm I'm reading this article, which, which has to be uh, read, um, High levels of toxic chemicals found in sports bras. All right. <laughs> okay, and apparently this chemical can ca- cause health effects like asthma, uh, cardio disease, and obesity. Obesity. Isn't that all the things you want in a woman? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find it ironic that it causes obesity, obesity, but yet you're on a treadmill at the same time. Well, there you well, go. You got to work it off so somehow. Balance yourself out. <laughs> You know, it, it, and I heard it causes a nasty uh, chest cold. So. Oh, I'm sure that's I'm true. Sure it yes, it does. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I have this morning, sirs. All well, right, well, thank, thank you very you so much. much. I appreciate the Thanks, Bruce. Bruce. call. Okay, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Billy the Trash Man. Did he uh, say Belmont? What? Did he say Belmont app, trash cans over? Yeah, yes. ba- trash cans are all over the place. <laughs> I'm on it! Uh, you're on it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Debbie. Hey, hey Debbie. Debbie. Hey, you guys are doing, once again, a really good job. And I want to say, I really, I really hope that you don't bring Dave back. Okay? That's just my opinion. However, it would be nice every now and then to hear maybe a guest shot or a guest speaker um, John, oh, even though he's got a blog. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the other guys you bring on now and then, and women, um, you know, from your your area, Massachusetts, Connecticut, or whatever. But the way you have it right now with you, two of you right there, I think it's excellent. Well, thank you very thank much, Debbie. We appreciate thank that. Thank you. Have a good day. You, right, too. you too. Okay. Uh, Rock 102. Oh, wow. She's a nice lady. She always calls and has something nice to say. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Jeff from Milwaukee. How you doing? Good, Jeff from Milwaukee. What can we do for you? Good. So uh, so you saw that Netflix documentary that just came out about me, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. 
You guys were talking about meat. I just want to let you know that the perfect temperature for meat is 98.6. You guys have a good day. I think I ran into you once at a club. Yeah, drilling holes uh, in the in the meat though it does not make it tender. Uh, That just I should should point that out. (laughs) Yeah, where's that meat probe that the the Hawkman gave me from where? Yeah, very good. good. Very successful open line Friday. Very successful. That ate, ate up a lot of time. And, <laughs> and a lot of limbs. It's A23 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Football season is underway, and you can't wait to show. It's uh, A27 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Real quick, uh, just wanted to uh, thank Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and everybody that donated to the Mayflower Marathon match. Uh, we've raised just under $16,000. That's getting into the uh, the Mayflower Marathon, which begins November 21st, the 23rd, at our new home, MGM Springfield. Uh, it all goes to the Open Pantry. It's a good way to get a good head, head start on this year's marathon. So thanks again to Dave Miner and to all of you who uh, who helped donate. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, all of your efforts helped this great community event, and uh, we hope for your continued support as we, uh, we start the Mayflower Marathon coming up on November 21st. There you go. We have uh, news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cold front will slide to our east today, so showers will come to an end later this morning. And we'll actually see increasing sunshine as we head on into the afternoon. It will be a mild day with temperatures topping out in the mid to upper 60s. 70 not out of the question in one or two locations. The winds will get lighter westerly at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight we'll see mostly clear skies. We'll drop back into the upper 30s to around 40. Weekend looking good for outdoor plans. Saturday is the brighter day. Lots of sunshine, upper 60s to around 70. Still dry on Sunday with a blend of sunshine and clouds and daytime highs in the middle 60s. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Don Maher. Wouldn't it be great if you could have a bed that makes you fall asleep faster uh, because of climate control? Maybe maybe you like it cool at night, or maybe you like to you know draw the heat away from you. Well, you can do that with the new Sleep Number 360 uh, smart bed. I own a Sleep Number bed. It keeps me c- comfortable night after night. That's, I have uh, can even pick the firmness of the bed. That's the Sleep Number setting. My Sleep Number setting is a 45, meaning it's not too firm, it's not too soft, it's just right for me, and I stay sleeping comfortably all night long. It also has Sleep IQ technology within the bed. When I wake up in the morning, I can check my Sleep IQ app to see how well I've slept and even gives me tips on how I can improve my sleep. But last night, my Sleep IQ score was a 93, which means I'm sleeping well and you could be too. Wow. But you need to go see the folks at a Sleep Number store to see and feel the difference for yourself. There's one in West Hartford on New Britain Avenue between DSW and Barnes & Noble or in Milford on Boston Post Road across from the Milford Marketplace. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because to be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. And now, don't miss Sleep Number's special introductory offer on the new Climate 360 Smart Bed. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Get yourself a Sleep Number. You will thank me for it. The freshest and best local produce is waiting at the Holyoke Farmer's Market. Fruits, vegetables, fresh herbs, candles, local products, live music, and much more. They're open every Saturday, so check them out on Facebook and shop local, support local. At the Holyoke Farmer's Market, Race Street, Holyoke. We're thrilled to participate in the 25th anniversary of Gary Rome Hyundai. We really admire his participation and his engagement with the community. Celebrate with an all-electric Iantic 5 today. Spend 80 hours to fill your tank or 7 hours to charge in 18 minutes. You choose or get a Veloster and Turbo with 275 horsepower. All Hyundais come with 3 years of complimentary maintenance and America's best warranty. 10 years or 100,000 miles and owner assurance. GaryRomeHyundai.com, 150 Whiting from Road, Holyoke. See dealer for detail.
at the Haunted Hayride and Massacre Manor Haunted House at McCree's Farm's Monster Mash Scream Park. <laughs> this year, three attractions for the same low price and open every Friday through Sunday in October. Free on-site parking. 55 Elvold Street, South Hadley. Check it out at fearonthefarm.com. <laughs> Powered by Wicked Power Sports. Slots are filling up for open house at St. Michael's College. Not only will you qualify for up to $6,000 towards your future tuition, you'll also take a campus tour unlike any other. Explore Burlington, Vermont. Enjoy lunch on us. And see why Purple Knights get amazing jobs. Sign up now for open house on Saturday, October 22nd at St. Michael's College at smcvt.edu. 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news and it is brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. NoonanEnergy.com. This is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Our long regional nightmare is over as the East Street Bridge in Southampton has reopened after being closed for 11 long months. Longest 11 months of my life. Yes. To the delight of a Southampton business and motorist who rely on the access. I'm sorry, you said a Southampton business or the Southampton business? I think it's the Southampton business. On the access route, the new $2.6 million East Street Bridge reopened yesterday afternoon for the first time in nearly a year. Following an inspection from the town's engineering firm, uh, uh, Vanas Hagen Bruslin of Springfield. Ooh, I like that name. Vanas Hagen Bruslin. That's a cool name. Yeah. Was it Irish or French? I was thinking maybe like German, but I think you're right. It might be Irish. Uh, Cantonese, I believe. I don't believe it's Cantonese. Uh, Detour signs and concrete barriers were removed, allowing vehicles to once again cross the bridge through a critical transportation corridor linking the center of Southampton to Holyoke. It is the gateway to Holyoke. There's no question about it. Uh, Hallelujah. Said Tom Bashista, owner of yes, that's what he said. Over a bush, owner of a Bashista Orchards. Uh, one customer told me they went over the bridge twice already. We're very happy and hoping to see our regulars soon. Twice, yeah, that must be one damn fine bridge. Well, he wants to go over and wants to come back. I mean, right. it's the twice. Yes. The access route has been closed for eleven months and has cut off regular traffic that typically passes by Bashista's business. The 100-acre family-run farm, known for its pick-your-own-fruits like peaches, cherries, and apples, as well as cider donuts, is located near the Holyoke Town Line and about a three-minute drive from the East Street Bridge. The previous East Street Bridge, which was 90 years old, was demolished in December. The bridge crosses the Manhan River and spans a major thoroughfare that stretches from College Highway, also known as Route 10 in Southampton, to the border of Holyoke at County Road. The Manhans River? The Manhan, yeah. The opening up jars by itself? Uh, cracking lobsters. <laughs> Here, let me open that beer for you. Right off the top of her hands. Uh, the bridge closure, Bashista said, put a little dent in profits, cutting his regular business in half. Mm. You got to think of, you know... All these bridges that need repairing in the state, and they had, remember they had the list of like a hundred bridges. Yeah, and like four of them are near my house. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, and they're they're not like when people say uh, the bridge needs to be repaired, they're not these giant bridges that cross major no, uh, they're they're waterways. like little tiny things that, you know, that cross streams and brooks. Yeah, like tributaries to other rivers. 
Yes. Like the Connecticut River or the Manhand. Right. The Manhand's River. Manhand River. Did you ever go on the Manhand's Trail up in East Hampton? Uh, no, but I once uh, filled out an application for a Manhand job. Oh, that's uh, that's in Northampton. It gets really good when you get to the line there. But uh, yeah, hey, the bridge is back open. I I never knew that there was a there was a way to get from. I believe that's when you come up Holyoke uh, past the log cabin. Right. I think there's a road that that I think that's what this is, and you go down the mountain the other way. You don't go down straight into East Hampton. You go and it takes you through to Southampton. I don't know what that road is. You might be right. I, uh, I, you know, I'm terrible with directions. Are you? Oh, yes. I've got no sense of direction at all. Well, how do you get anywhere? Uh, GPS. That's how I do it. That's how I get around. What if the GPS fails? What do you do? Then I fail. It's as simple as that. I was thinking about that the other day. Years ago, I had gotten, um, it was probably back in 2007 or 2008. Right. I finally had enough money to buy a $100 GPS system from, from Circuit City. You remember Circuit City? <laughs> I do. And I was like all excited. I got this. Uh, it wasn't even like the heavy brand. It wasn't like a Garmin or anything or like that. Or a TomTom Tom or something no, like that. it was like uh, Bob's GPS. Gotcha. You know? yeah. Yeah, it was Bob. And then uh, we're using it to go to this comedy show. This friend of mine, and we're going to this comedy show down in Connecticut. And we're like, wow, this thing is pretty cool. We can see our route and everything. And then we get to talking after a while. And I'm like, hey, how much longer do we have to go? And then you look down <laughs> and you realize the thing is frozen. And we missed, like, the exit 20 minutes ago. See, I got got a number of, uh, I got the navigation system that came with the car. Uh, That's not really all that well updated. But uh, the other ones I have on my phone, and those are very well updated. So if I can't get to a place with all my many options with GPS, then I just turn around and go home. Yeah. That's it. If I can't find it, I'm not looking. I can't find it. You know, they used to say, if you, uh, the old saying in New England, if you don't know where you're going, you shouldn't be going there. It's a good saying. <laughs> the real good saying. That means a lot. Homes in East and West Hampton were without power last night due to the weather. A few thousand homes were without power overnight, but the power companies uh, worked quickly, and as of right now, that power has been restored. But according to police, the reason for the outage was uh, from tree branches on South Street. Those branches took down some power lines, and Eversource arrived shortly after midnight to begin repairing those down lines, and most of the outages were restored about 1.30 this morning. A few hundred households had to wait until 3 at this hour. All those outages have been restored. Mm. Can you imagine waiting until 3? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot going on in a day. I can't wait that long. And as the rain uh, continues lingering this morning, uh, following a heavy downpour in parts of uh, western Massachusetts overnight, the Holyoke Water Pollution Control Facility reported uh, sewer overflow from the city of Holyoke's sewage collection system to the Connecticut River last night. These discharges may have negative water quality impacts downstream, including the Connecticut River adjacent to your community. Swimming, fishing, boating, and other uses which may involve water contact are discouraged. Just because there's a little bit of raw sewage in the water, that's all? I know, it's just a tiny little bit. You can't scam me with that. Uh, flooding is a leading cause of death in many disasters. It's important to remember to not walk through flowing water. Most drownings occur during flash floods. Remember the phrase, turn around, don't drown, don't drive through flooded roads. A 22 News Storm Team weather alert was issued for last night for heavy rain and strong gusty winds. So they were right about it all. Sure were. I like how they, uh, they, they get those things right. It doesn't happen very often, but when they, when they nail it, boy, do they nail it. 
Well, I mean, uh, I the weather reports is seemingly always wrong when I read it. Well, I mean, where are you getting that uh, information from? The Weather Channel? Yes. And then Dan Brown uh, does his forecast, and then I listen to him, I'm like, that's not what I have here. And he's more accurate than the Weather Channel. Well, that's his weird. job. I know, but it's weird that why isn't the weather the same everywhere? I don't know. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know why it's so inaccurate in some sources and accurate in others. I, I, don't, uh, I don't pretend to I know. Mean, these people aren't witch doctors or anything, are they? Oh, I don't know about Dan Brown, but... Uh, well, Brian Lapis is definitely a witch no, there's, doctor. There's something weird going on he's there. He's a snake oil salesman. <laughs> oh, he's a slippery fella. Yeah. Uh, was your mom a cool mom? Sure. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, a woman in upstate New York is facing charges after she let her 10-year-old son get a tattoo on his forearm. All right, my mom would never have allowed that. Yeah, she wasn't that cool, was no, she? No, not that cool. But and I didn't want a tattoo at 10. It's not even a cool tattoo. It's just his first name in big block letters that's seven inches long. Well, that's so basically why. his whole forearm. Yeah, but that's why, because that's a dumb tattoo. Uh, New York doesn't allow tattoos for minors, even with a parent's consent. So you can't get one at 17, let alone 10. He got it in a hotel room where most people legitimately get yeah. their tattoos done. <laughs> forget those. Forget those, uh, the, the, like the clean artists that use sterilized tools, you know, the ones you see on the, yeah. on the street corners uh, and things like that. No, no, you want to go to a hotel room. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's nothing, nothing uh, creepy about that at all. The uh, kid's school found out after he asked the nurse to rub some Vaseline on it while it was still healing. The mom is 33 years old and got arrested last Tuesday. She's facing charges for endangering the welfare of the child. The child uh, and an older sibling were both placed in protective services. It's not clear whether she got them back or not yet. And this kid's 10. Yeah. Right, 10? I don't, uh, I don't isn't there a law about uh, how old you have to be in order to get a tattoo? Well, I just said uh, you can't even get one with your parents' consent in New York State. Right. At 17, let alone 10 years old. Well, but I don't even know what it is here in Massachusetts. I mean, I've never gotten a tattoo, and I think if I got one... I'm of age, but you should never get a tattoo that's a, that's a, that's just awful. With your I, name on it? I feel bad for people that spent all that money and time to get a really bad tattoo. I mean, there are some that are absolutely beautiful works of art, totally fantastic, but then there are some that just look like sloppy, shoddy, uh, you know, artwork done by, you know, someone who doesn't, who shouldn't even be touching those uh, yeah, kind of machines. The, I got too drunk one night and decided to do yeah, this. Yeah, like the no regrets one. I mean, no one wants that. Yeah, I would, uh, I'd let my kids get tattoos if they want. <laughs> okay. Yeah, tattoos, uh, piercings, uh, whatever you want. Uh, you can do whatever you want. As long as you're of age. Yeah, I told them that at six. I said, do you want a tattoo? You want a big dragon on your back? Go ahead. We'll, yeah, we'll do it. On. How about a neck tattoo? Everybody loves a neck tattoo. <laughs> you know, those, those uh, removable tattoos are not very easy to get off. Well, they're easier to get off than the permanent ones. I, uh, when my kid was younger, uh, a buddy, she, uh, she, she wound up getting in a whole box of those things. Right. And 
you know, there was no responsible adult paying attention to her. Right. So then she emerges from her room with like tattoos all over her face. <laughs> she looked like that. Guy. Remember that? Remember that guy with? I was like, all she needed was the bulge in her forehead to look like that guy <laughs> that killed those people out in Beckett. Yeah. You know, right. It's the one. Remember that guy with, I, the, I, with the horns? He had the horns sticking out of his head. Didn't he change his name to something ridiculous? It was something like Lucifer. Like he changed yeah, his name was, to the devil's name. Something stupid. Which the devil is suing him for now. I remember, uh, you know, as a kid, when uh, like my grandmother mm-hmm. would buy Cracker Jacks. She loves Cracker. She loved Cracker Jacks, right? So, and I wasn't really crazy about Cracker Jacks, but I always liked the little the little present inside, the little the little gift inside, right? Yeah. Well, anytime there was like a tattoo. In a box of Cracker Jacks. That was like, man, how did I get so lucky? I know. I got myself a fake tattoo from a box of Cracker Jacks. Don't even like the Cracker Jacks. Tastes like garbage. But that tattoo was badass. I got a fake tattoo in all my clothes. I knew. But then you you, know, you, you yeah. fake tat yourself. Yeah. I might, I would uh, save those things up. I'd sleeve myself down. Yeah. yeah you look like a big badass. Totally. Five years old? No, ain't, ain't no one gonna push me around in the in the playground. Yeah, you, know, you think about it. If uh, guys like you and I had like arm sleeves full of tattoos, we'd look like a pretty badass uh, duo. You know, you're damn right. Like we'd be ready to kick somebody's ass inside of a bar at Steve, eleven o'clock at night. Let's go get tattoos. Yeah, let's you do would, it. Let's get sleeved up. Hey, let's take the boss's credit card and go get them. Then we yes! don't have to pay for them. That's right. This what I'm talking. Like- you, oh, they don't need. Listen, do you think they check these receipts? No, of course not. Of course not. Say tattoo. Oh, that was a that was a place we went to eat. Yeah, it was a tattoos bar and grill. We That's got right. cheeseburgers. Yes, we got the plain. That's right. That's right. right. The plain see, cheeseburger. Tattoo. You That's see what I did there? Right. Well, you know what? You shouldn't be bringing your kid to a motel for a for a crappy tattoo. <laughs> I re- I told I told you I remember that story about the guy on Facebook Marketplace who was uh, who was he had a picture of this iguana, right? Right. And. This was back in the early days of Facebook Marketplace before there was, uh, you know, uh, shady, really shady things going on. This um, this guy had a tattoo or he, he got a tattoo in trade for an iguana. So he gave his iguana up Yikes. to this uh, unlicensed tattoo artist to put a tattoo. Well, the tat he shows the tattoo and the tattoo is... Is hideous. Like you wouldn't want that on you, whatever right. whatever the design was. But when he demanded that he the guy bring the iguana back, because you know, <laughs> hey, you didn't do uh, enough iguana trade here yeah. to get this uh, tattoo right. The iguana comes back, and the iguana is sick. So this guy is going. Well, it's on not fa- sick. It's pining. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is going on. Yes, the pining. <laughs> it's pining for the fjords. The uh, this guy is upset, and he's trying to call the iguana tattoo guy out. Right? Uh, hey, like, don't trade your iguana for a botched tattoo job. Kind of like letting everybody know as a public service. Did, what what point in your life did you think that trading your iguana for a tattoo would be a good idea? I I, I don't know. And again, I don't know what people think. Did you see the story? I think you did the story. I'm trying to remember. Of this tattoo that Ben Affleck has on his back? No, I didn't see that. Dude, it's Ben Affleck is worth $150 million. That's his net worth. And he's got this enormous tattoo of a of a I think it's a dragon. Or oh, I'm like, looking at it now. It's it, it's awful. It's absolutely hideous. It's not it's not even a good tattoo. Yeah, what? If you had $150 million 
and you wanted a tattoo, don't you think you could afford the best goddamn tattoo in the world for $150 million? Yeah, I would think that you would want that. But why did he get that? I don't know. Of all the tattoos he could have gotten, his shoulder tattoos are fine, but that thing in his back is awful. And it had to take weeks to fill out. Oh, I I think even months. Probably. Because uh, I know people that go get the tattoos, you can't just, like, they don't color it in right away, right? No, they they do the outline, and then, you know, slowly but surely you get everything filled in. But if I, this were, this is what I chose, I would, and this is what I, I, like, I chose this design, and this is what I got, I'd be furious. I would be, too. What a terrible tattoo for for a guy who has $150 million at his disposal. He's kind of a douche. You think? I mean, you got Jennifer Garner as your wife, and you're banging the the the, the nanny. I know. Jennifer Lopez too, again for a second time. Yeah, why would she? Why and would she you... hates that tattoo. She hates it. Well, she obviously doesn't mind people who uh, bang the nanny on the no, weekend. No, no, but she probably tells Ben to put a shirt on it wherever he goes. You are not taking your shirt off in public, Mister. Cover that up. That's awful. I'm still Jenny from the block. You're not you're not going out in public with me like that. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, the rain tapering off today to cloudy skies with a high of 69 giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 69 giggity. It's uh, 54 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When it comes to choosing a roofing company. It's 854 and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. going to be... Bex and what? Huh? I know. Huh? I almost yeah. stumbled, stumbled. Almost stumbled, but I didn't. Uh, rainy this morning and then uh, cloudy skies for the rest of the afternoon. 69 giggity for a high. It's 54 in downtown Springfield. It's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. Perfect day to bring uh, Springfield hockey back into uh, downtown. The, uh, the Thunderbirds open up their season tomorrow at the Mass Mutual Center against the Bridgeport Islanders. The road crew will be down there for the Community Bank pregame block party from 4 to 6 at Court Square. Loads of games, prizes for the whole family, along with live music from Fever. It's the opening night celebration at the Springfield Thunderbirds game Saturday night tomorrow with Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, there's a guy down in uh, Texas I'm reading about right here. Fort Worth neighborhood wants answers after a man has been observed sneaking around late at night trimming in tree tri- late at night trimming trees. They're calling him. Edward Scissorhands. Ooh, fa with, with the, the Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Scissorhands. How are you supposed to go to the toilet? I was talking to my wife, Emily, and I was like, hey, we had a storm last night. And she was like, oh, no, that's Edward Scissorhands. I was like, what? That's what this guy, Jerry Balkenbush, said. People in the neighborhood were talking about it. It seems like he was just hitting certain trees in certain streets. Several of their neighbors have caught him on their surveillance video, normally out around 3 a.m. with a Dog off leash. What does that mean? With a dog that is off oh, his leash. Off leash. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant like it was like that some sort leash. of tool or Just something? Some sort of like a uh, special leash. No, it's, like, <laughs> it's a dog who's on not on a leash. Who's the dummy here? Huh? Oh, yeah. Steve. Several other. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he starts with trimming the tree and admiring his work and kind of stepping back. Uh, we really just want him to stop doing this. They say now. These incidents are becoming more frequent. Overnight, about a dozen trees on three different streets were hit. Sometimes he'll just take a little bit off, and in other people's trees, he'll take massive gobs of it off. We're all liable for those trees per our homeowners association, so if something happens to the tree, everybody is paying hundreds of dollars per tree to replace them. So that's part of it. And then I think the other part is someone else's property, but we also don't want someone to get hurt either. It's also happening at 3 o'clock in the morning. 
Yeah. You know, if someone's fiddling around with my trees, let's say they've got like some hedge, uh, you know, some hedge trimmers. Yeah. You know, battery powered, or gasoline powered. That may wake me up from a perfectly good sound sleep at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, if I were one of these people that had like a normal sleep schedule, I'd be furious if you had some guy outside doing his lawn. Well, they aren't big trees either. This is a fair. It looks like a fairly modern neighborhood that hasn't been around for that long. So the trees are still young and they're not like overgrown. Yeah, but, but there's a time and a place to be doing uh, your yard work, and that is three o'clock in the morning. Isn't the time? You know what? You just brought up a good question, Bax. When is the time to stop mowing your lawn? Let's say you got uh, headlights on your lawnmower. Okay. What and you know now it's getting darker at night. Now typically during the summer, if the uh, daylight is out till you know nine o'clock at night, what what time is the cutoff for you to stop mowing the lawn? If you got perfectly good headlights on your uh, on your lawnmower, you know I don't I don't know what the uh, what the latest would be. I know what the earliest should be. Mm-hmm. Like you should never start before nine o'clock in the morning. Right. People, you know, people you know, sleep. On the weekends, yeah, I would say it's like uh, that's yeah, eight is pushing it. Nine o'clock would be where I would start. Okay, actually, uh, to be honest, I would hire a man to do it instead. But uh, but as far as how late you would go, see, I would want to do it like uh, the latest would be like five o'clock, six o'clock maybe. Once you get into like past seven, eight, or nine, now you're really pushing it. Even if it's a nice sunny day, yeah, I think you're pushing it. Pushing it past. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's just me. So, like, I would never do that. Of course, that's one of the other reasons I hired a man, so it would be his fault and not mine. You know, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty mindful when I ask, uh, like, if I run the snowblower. Sure. Like, I won't run it at 4 a.m. I just won't do that. Right. I have four-wheel drive that I can get out of my, my driveway if I need to with the, with the snowblower. Right. Thing, so I can do it when I come home. I would prefer to do it at 4 a.m., but... You don't want to do that to, no. to, to people sleeping. It depends on the storm. If there's a lot of snow at like 8 o'clock at night, I may go out at 8 o'clock at night with a snowblower and take care of it. A couple that, quick passes just to get myself out and I'll be fine. That's different because most people are out doing it that time anyway. True. You know, because if you had a snowstorm all day long and now you're, now you're cleaning it up. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start leaf blowing at uh, two though. Yeah, good idea. Well, you don't want those leaves all over the yard. Well, How I unsightly! Got, I got the uh, the kids' birthday party at three. I got to clean up the yard by t- uh, by two thirty. It's just about nine o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. New England.